is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. H.P. Lovecraft Everyone fears something. Fear is built into us. And if you are really lucky, it will not consume you. There is a niggle at the back of your brain, reminding you not to hang your legs off the bed. Not to look behind you as you run up the stairs after turning off the light. When passing a mirror, you hope it was only your reflection you see. That inch of movement you think you see from the corner of your eye. That blood-run cold feeling you get for no reason. That is fear. Welcome to a look into the unknown, where fear is always on the cards. Welcome to Paranormal Power. gentlemen it's another paranormal partner night here on sunday i forget what day it is always we seem to have lost kieran during the uh credit sequence there or i'm not even sure if he was there in fact was kieran ever here or is that just a figment it might of... just yeah it might just be a, a figment of the spiritual well mandela effect well <laughs> world of realm yeah oh my god um, i'm so sad yeah. tonight in fact do you know before we get to our guest i'm going to actually play a wee clip here with Kieran in it, so he's he's still part of the show tonight, and our guest, Ash Price. He was the person who got me interested in spiritualism and the paranormal. When I was 11, he took me to a spiritualist church. I saw a table uh, floating in levitation. Weird shit, great book. Nah. And this book, Ghost Watching, was something that I treasured quite dearly. Um, can you just come around here if you could, please? Please come, Kieran. If I was to stop my business card there, can you... Can you read the line we stopped on? Just out loud. Uh, not going to play it all because I'm not going to give away the show because you should go see it. Um, but we are going to we're going to bring Ash Price on. So we we actually, if you listened a couple of weeks ago, we went to Banshee Labyrinth after we went on a paranormal day out because we thought, oh well, if we guys do this thing, we should actually go and experience some stuff. Um, we went. And it was quite class. And then we went to the Banshee Labyrinth, not expecting anything. And then it was just like, guys, there's going to be a paranormal show up here. And I was like, motherfucker, damn right there is. <laughs> we all went and then we all left going, that was fucking class. Yeah, um, what were the chances of that, honestly? Uh, uh, we, we were we were really mm -hmm. just there because we wanted to sit in a, an old kind of creepy pub and have a couple yeah. of pints and then... We were actually just about to leave, and then this woman toddles down the stairs and goes, "Guys, there's going to be a paranormal magic show." We're like, "Yeah!" Jack bolted. Yeah. I've never seen him run that fast. I even stuck the head in a woman as well. Totally did. Oh My yeah, France, eh? completely accidentally. Of course, it was totally accidentally. And she was but French. Was like, I know, right? See, we'll play. <laughs> oh, she certainly had a French accent after the head bang. It was maybe one of those. <laughs> Foreign accent syndromes that you managed to activate. <laughs> totally, totally. It was a great night. And you know, I think the second half was just as good as the first, except yeah. we stumbled across the second half. And that brings us to our guest, um, Ash Price. Mm -hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got any questions or anything you want to say, just pop them in the chat and we shall give them to Ash. Ladies and gentlemen, Ash Price. Hello, Ash. Hello, hi. folks. How are you? Hi. hi. Uh, very, very good. Hi. You're. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good man. Good. Yeah. So we wanted to chat to you when uh when we watched your live show, um, like we're always looking to ch speak to anybody in the paranormal realm, and it's mm. safe to say that you belong to that realm. We came <laughs> yeah. and we saw your. I mean, they're called illusions, right? For me, it was yeah. just magic, and I remember saying that and shouting that, and like, that's fucking magic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was not disruptive at all during that. Show. I mean, it's no, not no, an incorrect description, so. <laughs> right. So for, for me, I was like, we were all kind of blown away. We know that there's certain things that, that as an act, but I mean, we kind of want to chat a bit about both about what what you've experienced that isn't an act and hmm. kind of part of your craft. We'll never ask a magician what his tricks are, but we could maybe chat a little bit about how you get to that and maybe how sure. you yourself got to that, yeah? Um, sure, so and, and certainly I'm happy to chat a little bit because some of the things I do are inspired by a lot of 
older mm-hmm. scams and tricks. So there are some things uh, I can maybe right. give a bit of background yeah. on. Um, you actually have a really cool YouTube channel as well called Spooky History, which is, by the way, that's really good. Great storyteller for anybody that wants to go and check it out. Um, you can find that on mm. YouTube, Spooky History. And and you're really good. It's you, a green screen. Well, it doesn't yep. look like a green screen. And yeah. you tell stories very well, very eloquently, Thank a lot you. better than I can ever do. Yeah. Uh, and um, very informative as well. Spooky History has been, we haven't made a new episode in about a year, but we are going into pre-production on making some more. Um, we had to, we're doing a bit of a rebrand and a refocus, but it's going to be 80, 90% the same thing. Um, and a few little extra things. I want to do some more kind of documentary, more do- traditional documentary style shows. But yes, yeah. Spooky History, I love it. It's really good fun. And there's so many stories we haven't been able to tell yet that we're going to. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And what I like about it as well is it's not just puff pieces on the, the original stories. You're very... You look, you look at it for what it is, and you give the facts. So, I mean, it's very easy for any story. Like J Mac and I, we we had a guy on. He's, he's again, he's dead now. So he's. I mean, he could come back on the show eventually. Maybe. <laughs> but but he came on. there's another topic. There's another topic. But we had a guy come on who that. said, uh, "I would. I'd love to watch it being done first, mm-hmm. even though, even though we're not actually." shite bags uh, i'm trying like <laughs> of an eloquent way of, of saying we're not shite bags <laughs> but, but we're not the, manual we've had, sex <laughs> we've had people on the show that have claimed to have murdered aliens with a samurai sword right and then fedex them to their friends <laughs> and he seemed legit as hell um so for us it's always fun to explore what's out there you would buy everything hook line and sinker uh which is mm. kind of what the paranormal enthusiasts like ourselves do but it's it's, uh it's becoming more more clear now that you've got to really search into the weeds to to find the 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 juicy bits Um, and so for yourself how did you what what was your first ever paranormal experience how what what attracted you to this side of the, the the fence so to speak so um i was a big fan of this of the paranormal since i was younger the ghostbusters was my favorite film um, I yes. always used to rent it and because uh, I was homeschooled, uh, not homeschooled, uh, home lunch. We'd rent it at lunchtime, but oh. because I only had an hour. For me, Ghostbusters <laughs> always ended when they caught Slimer. So that was the entire film for me for uh. about 10 years. Um, <laughs> one of the earliest things I actually ever did was um, I, when Ghostbusters 2 came out, Wimpy, if you remember Wimpy, um, sort of Wimpy, like yeah. market McDonald's. And <clears throat> they gave this kind of their version of the, the Happy Meal. It had a little ghost can in it. In fact, there's a replica of it behind me when I got off eBay uh, yeah. and apparently there was a ghost inside of it and I was like six years old and absolutely convinced there was a ghost inside and so I, I kind of took it outside because I didn't want it to be stuck and trapped um, <laughs> but because I was also terrified I peeled back the the, the um, ring pull dropped it and ran uh, so my mum said yep came out it was invisible it flew away and you know I believed her um and I was I was genuinely terrified because I thought I'd just let a ghost out of a can. But <laughs> I, as far as my, I guess my earliest experience with uh, more organized, not um, Burger King ripoff cans of ghosts, <laughs> I was 11 years old and my grandfather was a, he was into spiritualism. He never, um, he never called himself a spiritualist. He was a Christian, but uh, spiritualism is uh, really interesting. It is kind of dlc for christianity you can kind of you can kind of <laughs> function with it and christianity it's an interesting fascinating area uh but he took me along to a spiritualist church and i started off with the kind of the prayers and all of that and then this medium came out and she did a reading for for my grandfather it turned out she came out gave out the name i'm trying to connect in with someone who knows an ethel um this was a room full of octogenarians in the 90s so mm. uh, <laughs> and it did connect with my grandfather and it because his grand, his mother was called Ethel, and then we went and did table tipping. And I don't know if you've ever done table tipping, but um, since I've grown older, I've actually started doing it in my shows from a magic perspective. But and even when you know kind of some of the psychology behind it, when you're ten, you don't. And it was the most unsettling experience I think I can recall having because it just really felt that my fingers were just touching the table and it started bouncing around the room. And it was at that moment that I was like, yes, this is what I love. I love this stuff. Um, and for a long time, I was so fascinated by the paranormal. It was a major part of growing up. I'd kind of gone little ghost hunts with my friends. And I was always into ghost stories and ghost films and horror movies and all of that. And, and when I moved up to Edinburgh, 
I started working for one of the ghost tour companies, as most resting actors in Edinburgh tend to do. <laughs> and it was probably the be- one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, so that's kind of my earliest interests and yeah so it all sparked yeah, when you kind of got that moment of, of of realist it happened for me um i always a ghost to me was what you see in scooby-doo mm. right and um yeah but one day one day i was sitting in my grand's house and something moved across the room right in front of my own eyes to the point i knew like nah there's no way that that was faked or set up or nothing i heard it mm. being hit like I could hear the the impact, and I watched it kind of go really fast across the room. Yeah. And because of that, I was like, right, either there's some stuff I don't know, <laughs> or there's ghosts. You know what I mean? <laughs> we all like our understanding of what spirits and ghosts are mm. are probably way off. And this is if I think Kieran's trying to get in, and I think he's having technical issues as always. Um, but Kieran's very scientifically minded, mm. um, and this is usually where he would chime in and be like, well, actually, right. <laughs> And was it the scientists say that there, there's no way in hell there can be anything after death? Like, categorically, there can't be. But... Um, I mean, I don't know if I'd say categorically they can't. I think a lot of scientists take the more um, probably not position. Um, unless you're some like Richard Dawkins, of course, in which case, you know. <laughs> uh, Even as a sceptic, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you can... The, the sceptics are always... Like I think there's certain skeptics that won't they won't entertain the idea, you know, because no none of us can go, by the way, come and watch this and I'll prove it to you. So it's very unlikely a skeptic will ever be in the position to experience anything, you know? And it must be boring. It must be really boring just being an absolute skeptic. Yeah. You know, I mean I, I'm not a religious person anymore. I was brought up uh, uh, in the Pentecostal church, uh, speaking <laughs> in tongues and all I didn't that. Know stuff. That. And oh, yeah. um no, I probably didn't tell you for a reason. <laughs> One of those priests not get his throat cut. What? what? I'm sure. We've all this heard is... those legends growing up. We've all mm, heard those legends yeah. growing up about their local church. I heard the Pentecostal church priest got his throat cut and like half buried in the woods and somebody found him. Never heard much about it, never read it, but there was there always was, this... There was woods right next to my Pentecostal church, but that's, that's by the by. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I, did. I, I think, um, although the religion side of my life is is gone, I like to have some kind of faith that there's something else after we leave mm. this plane of existence. I think without that, it would just be like, well, what's the point, you know? But, so I, um, I was like, I guess at one point, I was that type of skeptic, that type of hard and skeptic right back in the late 90s, late 90s, early, early 10s, when I guess skepticism was kind of in vogue a bit more. Um, and I actually, I actually set up the Adam Skeptic Society, which is still going 15 years later. Um, oh. But um, I actually set that up as a result of my having worked on the ghost tours and gone through that process um, of going into the ghost tours as a believer and actually spending three years day in, day out going in there started to make me see things in a slightly different way and re rethink things. So I kind of started up the Edinburgh Skeptics on the back of that, of you know, science interest mm-hmm. and science curiosity. And uh, and you do definitely meet skeptics who are quite hardened and are rudely dismissive. And um, it's it's not nice because it's not helpful for a start. Like, you know, mm-hmm. either ghosts are real or they are not. If they are not, then the hard, arrogant, obnoxious attitude isn't really helping anybody to convince anybody and if they are the arrogant obnoxious attitude isn't helping anyone anyway so yeah there's there's definitely a, a wing of skepticism that is a little harsh and a little harder than it needs to be i think um mm. especially in its dismissal of of individuals and their own lives because people don't like being told oh no you just imagined it it's all in your head go away yeah i don't think that helps um, yeah. And I think there are better ways to get those ideas across and to explain those situations. Someone who does that very well is Professor Richard Wiseman. Uh, if you've ever seen any of the stuff that Richard's done or read any of his work, he's uh, he's the chair for the Public Understanding of Psychology. He's done a lot of work in the psychology of belief. Um, so, yeah, there's some good stuff out there and some yeah. more progressive people and views. Yeah. We had a guy on Peter McHugh who had written like three books on 
all these different experiences. Came on the podcast mm. and we're like, so you think ghosts are real? He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Um, guys, Kieran has just joined us. Kieran, hello, hey. my friend. You having uh, technical it? issues? No. It's no. Well, yeah, yes and no. Oh, Christ, yes and no. It's a, a mixture of having to go old school with a headset because my <laughs> we've basically well, long story short, Just Michaela moved, and I were, yeah. yeah, we were in London all day today. Uh, Michaela had a, a casting director workshop, so we were away doing stuff. I got back, tried to set everything up, and as per usual, nothing works when you need it to. <laughs> so I've got old school with a headset. My the Wi-Fi that we're dealing with blocked the, the software that we use to stream the camera off my phone uh, so no. i'm having to go laptop camera old school mic and you know what I'm it's working with it it's, working it's, it's well. actually working I know. and you know what you know what by the end of this episode we might all get an upgrade on a sky package <laughs> it's just that's mental anyway apologies for being late yeah no we were just chatting there to ash about the the skeptics. I've, I've, I've been listening. I've been listening. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um, uh, so so yeah. Uh, so we're just chatting. I mean, you you got up with Ash on the the night we were in Banshee's Labyrinth. You maybe want to tell the audience a little bit about what Ash done to you. <laughs> I mean, you got a jack of it, so you know. It was, a, it was a painful train ride home. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so no, we were. It was yeah. It was actually it was a phenomenal night. Actually, I have to admit. Um, good spur of the moment find and and genuinely very impressed with with what uh with what you'd done um we went through and had a a, a random word selection uh in a in a book that you were reading which was um impressive to say the least and then were able to conjure up said word or a certain phrase yeah certain phrase within a sentence mm. and then the largest word on that phrase within two pieces of slate with a chalk in between that a member of the audience was holding. Um, and I'm an inquisitive uh, person, <laughs> to say the least. And I could hazard a guess that maybe, maybe a little bit of it, the other bit blew my mind. I'll be utterly honest, blew my mind. Um, so, yeah. It, it, is my, it is one of my favourite routines that I do. I've been doing it for about as long as I've I've been doing this type of performance. Um, and it always, always goes very well. And it, it's just a beautiful little demonstration. It genuinely is something as well that comes out of 19th century spiritualism. Uh, it, it's not something that I make up for the show when I talk, talk about the background of the spirit slates and how they were used. It's genuinely something. The method hasn't changed in 170 years. <laughs> oh, it was, it was oh, if it works, don't change it. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. So exactly. If, if, it if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Exactly. Uh, have you considered going on anything like Britain's Got Talent, that kind of thing? Um, so I have, and um, I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to say, but uh, <laughs> people have. I have. I have been reached. So I have been contacted before, um, and we were in discussions for me to actually go onto it, but it was, it was towards Christmas in 2019. And unfortunately I wasn't able to, because it was getting quite close to Christmas. I wasn't able to get down, but it is something I genuinely like to uh, do again. Um, there was possibility of kind of following it up, but then the world went to hell. Um, <laughs> so things went a little bit weird, but yeah, no, I'd love to go and actually do it. Um, so yeah. it'd be quite interesting to do, especially because magic has become very, very popular on the show. Uh, oh, like Jamie Raven, for example. Um, became very popular and famous because of it and great, great stuff you get to see on there and some spooky stuff been on there. Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you, you, the way you, your act does kind of come a bit more, like a lot of the magic stuff that's been on Britain's Got Talent hasn't exactly involved the paranormal. Not, mm. not entirely. Um, at least I've no. not seen a lot of it. So it would be cool to get that. Um, is the thing that you're not allowed to say is the show's overproduced and they basically no, come out yeah it was kind of it was yeah it was like oh yeah um they won't reach out again now i've screwed that oh, um, just blame me just blame me exactly we can right. sense this right yeah we have um it's, it's a known thing now that essentially yeah. they've got talent people that go out and find people that because you can't a, a lot of great acts are not going to go to britain's got talent and they need those kind of acts to put on. Yeah, show. exactly. So. You're always you're going to get a lot of. I mean, if if you do an entire day and everything I actually have on is doing the exact same song, suddenly you've not got 
footage used yeah. for the show. So yeah, I can understand. I mean, reality reality TV is a incorrectly titled titled genre. Really, it's it's unreality TV. Really, it's, it's so it's, true. Yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. scripted and I'll, everything within reality TV is, but it makes it interesting. I'll save you right now. The guy that told me about it being. Uh, that they come out and find you as the guy that won it on that collabro group. I did an interview mm. with him and he he said, oh yeah, they came to see us and then they asked us to do the Britain's Got Talent. So it's all on him. He already won it. Yeah. Cancel him. Get him done. Ash is yeah. save. save Ash. <laughs> Hashtag save Ash. It was all collabro. Um, <laughs> Hashtag. 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 Um, Hashtag, yes. By the way, yes, I should use as that. we're talking about yeah, yeah. as we're talking about uh, reality TV, <laughs> J Mac was on Most Haunted, Ooh. and uh, he's <laughs> a phony every time, he, every damn time. Hey J Mac, so what was it like being on Most Haunted? J Mac produced unrealistic, unreality. N- not when I was not as I thought it was when I was there. I thoroughly enjoyed myself, um, but it's kind of afterwards looking back, it was like hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm sure somebody was pinching me, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think yeah. I think we're, we're good fun though. It, it would be cool to have a, a little bit of a a new show on TV, something that is a bit different from the you know Derek Akora kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Something mm. with a bit more of an edge. It would be cool to get something Scottish as well because we've got all the yeah. we've got well. all the ghostly shit, you know. Well, there was a series recently, uh, I think called Scared Scotland, I think it's called. Mm, Spooky Spook Scotland. Scotland. My wife just Spooky off the side of the camera yeah. telling me that. They actually went, <laughs> one of the places they went actually was the Banshee Labyrinth. Um, wow. Not that I'm shilling for the company or anything, but it's on, I think, Paramount Plus. Um, ah, nice. So uh, it's really worth watching. It's uh, hosted by Gail Porter and Evelyn Hollow from um, yes. Canada. Oh, I podcast. love Evelyn Hollow. She's um, great. Yeah, so they they kind of hosted it, and so it's worth checking out if you if you can. And if Paramount Plus are listening, I'd like a free year's membership. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I know someone. That, yeah. I'll uh, send, we got a couple comments here. Uh, we have Matthewman says lots of things happen after you die; they just don't include you. <laughs> <laughs> Jan well, says, like... "So is it?" <laughs> Sorry, no, I was, was going to say it's like. Um, uh, Talking to the dead is easy to do. Getting them to talk back is where the problem comes in. <laughs> Jan says, "So is table tipping? What? So is table tipping magic or spirit?" So, um, yeah, I'm happy to talk about this. Um, so, from a from the, I guess, skeptical or performative side of it, the explanation that we would put forward for table tipping uh, is something I briefly touched upon called the idiomotor effect. The idiomotor effect is, yeah, it's a very subconscious reaction. You aren't aware that you are moving or doing something, but you are. It's like with the dowsing rods, for example. You aren't aware that your muscles are doing anything, that your hands are doing anything, your arms are doing anything, but they, they are on a very, 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 very small minor, minor level. Uh, and so if you've got enough people around the table and it's a, a light enough table, then one person puts a little more pressure on it, it moves slightly, and then other people do, but it's all subconscious, it's all something you're not aware of. Uh, and so it just starts to take off, and the more you get into it, the more focused you're on it, the bigger and bigger it gets. Uh, so that the idiomotor effect is the explanation that is given from the kind of skeptical point of view on that. It's the same explanation as to why things like Ouija boards work, for example. Um, but uh, if you've ever come to see my show there, I do a Ouija board, it's definitely ghosts. Oh, <laughs> we need to come back out and say. And by the way, round of applause for Jan for our first non-sexual comment ever. That's that is, Jan. That, that is she just gen- comes here to pair of us up. Genuinely, <laughs> first time she's not come on just to be absolutely filthy. Um, well, I feel hurt now, Jan. I need smoke. <laughs> what that means is we've no, we've no Don't, ruined. Do not open those floodgates, floodgates, man. That's a debug box you cannot close. I know. Um, Matthewman says, I would love to believe in life after death. Guess I'll find out one day. (laughs) (laughs) Not enough magicians on TV these days. Remember watching Paul Daniels on TV every Saturday. Paul Daniels was fantastic. I I remember there's a video. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Paul Daniels doing a spirit cabinet. Uh, Spirit cabinets popularized in the 1850s by the Davenport brothers, a couple of mediums from, uh, from America. 
and he did his version of it. It's absolutely wonderful. It is on YouTube. Go and check it out. Paul Daniels Spirit ah, Cabinet. I'll definitely I, to, I did want to ask you about Spirit Cabinets actually because mm. I think they're really interesting and and mm. obviously like it's it's classified or oh, depending on what you do. Oh Jesus, John! Oh <laughs> That is good old Jan. I bet you never seen that coming. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as, a, as a magician, I have to keep my magic wand under lock and key at all times. <laughs> hey, Fee's just sitting there like, I'm not getting made it. Oh my God. I'm sure we can squeeze in a joke about ectoplasm as well. Yes. Fee, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jan's comments? I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> It all happens, yeah. It all happens. Oh, uh, you were saying oh, sorry, there sorry, about, about uh, cabinets. Yeah, so like yeah. obviously everyone knows uh, a very, very famous Darren Brown. Mm. Um, and one of his shows was, I think it was Svengali, I think it was called. And mm-hmm. one of the things he did that was the spirit cabinet. But it was mm. one of those spirit cabinets as well where he had a bell ringing on a table with a person tied up, blindfolded, and all that. And the bell was still ringing and things like that. Yeah. Have you done anything? I won't ask you how it works or anything like that because mm. I think I kind of know, but I'm not going to do that. Have you ever done anything like that? And what's your kind of yeah. take on the whole cabinet thing anyway? So um, I have done spirit cabinets. Um, I I haven't done one for a few years since uh, pre-COVID, but I used to do spirit cabinets, a very simplified version of it. Uh, and I would have someone portray the role of a medium who'd go into a trance, and I'd put them in the cabinet, tie them up and all of that. And uh, just, I guess, some background for those watching who maybe don't know what a spirit cabinet is. Uh, the original classic spirit cabinet is a, a wooden box like a like a cupboard or a cab- well, cabinet. And it's large enough for usually two people to go inside. And this was usually the Davenport brothers, Ira and, um, and William Davenport. They'd be tied up, placed inside, and musical instruments are in there. The doors closed, everyone's standing around the outside. And within a few moments, the instruments will come to life. Spirit hands will come out of the cabinet, open the doors, Davenport brothers still tied up. Uh, so that's, that's the spirit cabinet. And uh, there have been lots of variations of it over the years. Uh, I I do a spirit cabinet as part of my routine. Uh, as such, I'm not going to go into too much details about the workings <laughs> behind it, but there are only a finite number of ways that you can obviously do something like this. Um, and uh, magicians are very good with ropes. Um, <laughs> um, just to go back to Paul Daniels for a second, you said there's obviously, there's quite a few videos on, on YouTube. Mm. Well, there's a few, but there's... Not a lot. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Oh. Been waiting. How for do I leave this chat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's. I'll, I have nothing else to say about Paul Daniels. I, I just had to. I've been holding that joke in since that you started talking about spirit cabinets. So I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's understandable. Since I got a cat, I've been making so many dad jokes. It's it's fine. <laughs> 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 God, uh, so, yeah. as far as like. So we've perceived the entertainer side of you, mm. um, but is there a an actual paranormal side to Ash Price? Do you do readings and stuff? Is it are you able to contact the dead, or have you ever? Um, no, uh, I <laughs> don't, uh, and it's so. Again, if we come at this from the kind of a skeptical magician's point of view at things, there are kind of techniques you can utilize to create the illusion that you know more about someone than you actually do. Uh, you've probably heard of cold reading. Um, and I know a lot of people who believe in the supernatural dismiss it because it's not always that accurate. And then you get the skeptical pushback of, well, actually, memory is very selective and you you kind of edit your memory after the fact mm. to make it fit anyway. Um, but uh, I, I generally don't do that um, because, one... Um, I'm actually not a particularly good cold reader, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, and second of all, uh, I like my shows to kind of straddle the line between what is real and what is not. But I think if I started going a bit more down into the doing reading side of things, for me at least, it would it would be too much of a risk of someone going away and maybe taking what I've said genuinely. And I, I would feel very bad doing that. I'm quite guilty about it. Um, I mean, that's not to say that that type of thing doesn't happen from time to time. I've done shows where I've said, nope, I'm a mentalist, I'm a stage performer, that's all I am That's all I do. And I've had people come up afterwards and say, no, 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 you are a little bit psychic. 
It's like, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm really not. It's like, well, how did you do that then? It's like, I can't tell you. Because you're psychic. No. <laughs> no, you'd be disappointed. <laughs> uh, I do believe that, yeah, yeah even with, with the illusions and mm. people that do magic tricks, I do also believe you do have to have that talent. Because I used to try to do some cool wee magic stuff. And no one would ever believe me, you know? <laughs> Honestly, I just didn't have the time, and I think that's what it was. I've done the coin one where I put a coin in this hand, and I say, look, there's nothing in this hand, there's a coin here, and very fast I shut them together, the coin mm -hmm. goes over to the other hand, and I go, ta, and I've had a few folk go, no, no! <laughs> and I'm like, one of the things I love most about magic is how much people enjoy it. Uh, if I'm having a bad day, uh, not feeling too great and kind of like oh, i've got a show i'm gonna go and do the show i always i always want to try and make sure i do give my best no matter how i'm feeling and mm -hmm. to see how people react to it and respond and enjoy it it is such a mood booster um and it's it's enjoyable it's wonderful just to be able to know you've given someone a bit of entertainment and enjoyment and mm -hmm. they've gone away and they've had a good time or at the very least had somewhere comfy to sit for an hour <laughs> that's yeah. one of the reasons that we do this i mean it's it, it there's there's a lot to there's a lot to give um when you're doing uh, anything to do with any kind of theater whether it's mm. um what, what you do or us just sitting talking and trying to entertain people i know jan enjoys herself fuck me <laughs> um, <laughs> we've done a show uh, hey we've done a, a live show and it sold out it's, and yeah. um we had a, a spiritualist on the and we were 50% of that show because ours was the entertainment. The spiritualist yeah. was, she was quite nervous, but hers was there to, to give people the reading. Ours were to entertain them. And I think after that show, we, we definitely felt like, oh, okay, that, that's where we fit. You know yeah. what I mean? I think yeah. it can go hand in hand because it was really funny. There was a point where Lorna was doing a, a reading and she was, she was trying to say something on stage and my laptop went, ka-ding. And it went <laughs> over the PA, and J Max says it's the ghost of Steve Jobs. <laughs> I, I was I was quite proud of that one. It got a good reaction. <laughs> in all honesty, our live show was actually a blast. Like, it, it was, was really, really good, good. It was really good fun, and it was it was the first time all any of well, the three of us had done one. You know, yeah, together. Show. We've not done one. You know, with Fee joining, and then obviously pulling you into it, Ash. We're all going to mm -hmm. you know call a live. And, you, you know, know it was, absolutely. It was so funny. I was like, everybody that left was like, we never thought we were coming to a paranormal show to laugh. You know what I mean? Because we just kind of, we kind of break yeah, up it's, the... Yeah, I try to make sure that people do have fun with it as well, especially towards the end. A couple of the routines at the end were a little bit kind of, I don't want to say silly, but they were a bit more relaxed. And, you know, I think the final one was, was the sock cards <laughs> one that I, I don't want to say anymore because anyone can see it. But uh, yeah, I, I think... I do like doing kind of the darker, more serious stuff at times. Um, but I do a lot of my shows in pubs and venues like that on a Saturday night. So, you know, you kind of have to play into that a little bit and realize that people are coming along and they are still going to want to be entertained. And it's a Saturday night in a pub. So, you know, I, I put on, I think, the right show for that space. Um, mm. I've done shows in uh, various places as well. Uh, I, I do a show at place called Loris and Castle it's a semi-regular show called Castle. yeah it's great um so I've got a show there called the seance adventure uh which yeah you've got that coming up now the seance adventure and yeah. that again there's some laughs in it and there's some funny stuff into it uh but when we get to the final seance room I I do play it a little bit more seriously and a bit more bit more straight because that's mm. that's kind of the atmosphere we're building up there but uh the seance adventure is good fun because it's kind of like the crystal maze meets uh seances so you, you go around Lauriston Castle, the audience get to choose where they go, and you have to collect these little bottles of ectoplasm to power the seance room to, to do that. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it is good fun. Do you do that on the regular a regular basis there, or is that, was that like uh, a one-off thing you did? Or? No, so at the moment, it's I've just done one in April. I've got one coming up at the end of this month. I think there's only one ticket left for it. Then there's one in August, Mine. and... Although it wouldn't be, it won't be, we're not going to announce it publicly yet, but there will also be one in October for Halloween because um, I'm involved with the Edinburgh Horror Festival as well. Yeah. So we're putting on some events out at Lauriston Castle and one of them will be uh, a, a Halloween seance adventure. 
I'm picking VIP tickets. Let us know when that happens. I'll let you know. Um, Jan says, "Do you guys do you guys do investigations? I think, guys. Well, we kind of have once. But what about yourself, Ash? Do you do any kind of investigations? Um, so I've been on a few. Uh, I don't generally tend to do them that often. Sometimes people kind of say, do you want to come on and get involved? Um, one of the reasons I don't is usually I'm, I'm you know, my gigs are at nights and evenings, so I'm probably going to be working anyway, especially if it's at the weekend. Um, and the ones I have been on have usually been from kind of uh, uh, looking at the psychology behind it and the looking at explanations for what maybe caused this phenomena rather than going in uh, to look for uh, evidence of ghosts. So it's it's more from looking at the psychology of why people have experienced this. So uh, one example, uh, this goes back about, about a decade now, actually. This is, uh, do you know Tantalan Castle? I do, yep. It's of on. Eden knows it. Of course, it <laughs> of course, it does. Well, it's uh, north. It's North Berwick, East Coast. Um, it's yep. a short twenty-minute train, train journey from Edinburgh. And in two thousand and nine, uh, what was voted to be the world's most convincing ghost photograph while well, it's taken there. And so I went along uh, with the photographer and uh, with Professor Richard Wiseman, who I mentioned earlier on, and Professor Caroline Watt, who are the head researchers on this, who are looking into it and looking. Uh, Caroline, uh, Professor Caroline Watt, she currently is chair at the Kersler Parapsychology Unit here in Edinburgh. She's wonderful. She's great. Uh, and so we kind of went along to look into that. And what we were looking at was looking at what could have been causing it. Uh, and there were two possible explanations that were put forward. One is something called pareidolia, which is essentially your mind is very good at creating recognizable patterns out of gibberish. It's why you see shapes when you look at clouds. Uh, yeah. And the idea was that maybe light was getting in and hitting the wall at the right point, creating this illusion of a person coming down the stairs because it's from quite a distance. Uh, and the other one that it was, was it was probably just a person who was caught walking down the stairs and they were a bit blurry. Uh, so we kind of went along and we looked at the different options for it and that was a really fun investigation because we kind of sent this world famous psychologist up to the top of this. He went up to the top of the castle with this kind of huge trench coat on to try and see if he could get into the right position for it. And uh, it was a really fun little day, actually. And uh, the conclusion we came to is if if it's not a ghost, then it was probably just a tourist walking down steps, which is <laughs> not as entertaining and fun as, as it's a ghost. But um, for me... If the explanation is boring but true, that's fine. Mm. Yes. It's still an explanation at the end. It's of still it. an explanation, exactly. Yeah. It's better than no explanation, which is like, well, what do we do here? It's one thing that, um, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but when you watch the, the paranormal shows and the, the kind of, it's a standard now to have like a, a parapsychologist on that to, mm. to give alternative explanations. And they, they give explanations and <clears throat> they're plausible sometimes they're a bit of a stretch but sometimes you go it's like yeah but you're saying that's what it could have been it doesn't mean it was hmm. you know i mean i think that's always the the dilemma we end up with in situations because it's always going to be very very difficult to prove something isn't um or, or even prove that it is something else because it can be difficult to recreate the exact situations that someone experienced when they experienced this occurrence, uh, to reproduce their mind state, to reproduce the, every, you know, even environmental factors that go into it. Um, and so it's it can be difficult. But for me, I think at this point in our scientific understanding of the world, for me, a naturalistic explanation, no matter how far-fetched, is still ever so slightly more likely, I think. Mm. Um, but I think that's... Uh, it's interesting because it, research into it from, I guess, the, from the psychology point of view and the parapsychology point of view and anomalistic research and all of that, it's, it's interesting when you get into it and you realize how weird humans are as a species and how we're very, very good at kind of fitting things together and taking non-connected elements and putting them into a pot and going there. Um, and also, <laughs> the more we realize how the world around us works and mm. um, how different factors can play into it and how existing belief in the paranormal can influence whether or not you experience something, um, which some people will say is because believers are more open-minded. Others will say because they're 
pre-primed to put that explanation into into effect. Um, and it's just, it's, I think, generally fascinating point of view. And I think it comes back to earlier when I was talking about, you know, some skeptics can be very, very dismissing. I think if it's not paranormal, there's still something really interesting going on here. So either it's a ghost and it's interesting, or it's not a ghost and it's interesting. What it yeah. isn't is dismissible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's almost like a, it's almost like everything is an extension of the idea of uh, paradolia. Like we we mm. like to to make patterns out of things and yeah, um, you know, kind of bring it together to to make that kind of judgment on a situation. Um, yeah, we don't like not knowing. Yeah, human, yeah, human brains yeah. really struggle with the idea of not understanding. Mm. So much so that people are stuck in a situation where selectively maybe a couple of people know the answer and they don't. They're more likely to pretend that they do or try and elaborate to an extent that seems believable. Oh, yeah. Because that's easier than, than going, I have no idea. I'm stuck on one right now. Right. See if you, you can you you put your hand on one side of your car to the other side of your car. Oh, I've heard of this. Right. They do that on a bus, and you can't. But they both fit in the same lane. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, the external part of a bus is 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 like the external window. It doesn't get any wider than that. Your car is shaped like this. Your wheelbase is generally wider. The cars aren't as wide as buses, but. Even if you think of how many seats, you get two people there, a walkway, and two people here. But you can only fit one person there, a wee tiny space, a wee person there, and that's it. Like, yep, I've thought about it. Try to measure it. I'm getting there. <laughs> and that's what's getting, that's what's eating me right now. Yeah, Michaela told me that yesterday, and I was not happy with her. So, so, what, Ash, <laughs> so what Ash has to do for his next show is get a bus and a car on. And, uh, <laughs> I just have to spiritually disappear into the ether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be an amazing little, uh, you could call it Ash Price's road show, where you just get a bus <laughs> and it's like Harry Potter's bus. It's a double decker, but you do your show on the bus and you just drive. Have you, in fact, oh, have amazing. you ever done the? Uh, have you ever done the haunted tour bus in Edinburgh? The big black. I one? have not. No, I have not. It's, it's um, so much fun. That's really it's something cool. I'm keen to do at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's really uh, For those yeah, that, that don't know, yeah, is it's an old, uh, what should be red double decker bus that's painted black and the downstairs is kind of converted into like a little seance room and handed yeah. candelabras and things like that. And you go on tour of Edinburgh at night and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. I think there's something in that. It'd be pretty cool if you had your own bus. We just need yeah, to get a GoFundMe together and get everybody yeah. to fund the bus. Because buses are probably live expensive, on, right? Yeah, I can live on the top. I bet they're not, you know. I bet they're surprisingly cheap so. because no one will buy them. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you need the bus. Surely, where are you going to where are you going to park it? Use. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, you could park it in a single space because fuck me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I guess so. I can just put it in the yeah in the Fee, hallway or something. Are you like starstruck? That. You you've not said a word to Ash since he came on. I know. I'm just like oh. no, not at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, was, how was your experience of Ash's show when we I went to the Banshee? Thought it was great. It um, was. I think I got pulled up for a trick and I was meant to lie or something and I got really confused. You're like, no, what's your name? And I told you my name like three times and you're like, that's not the name I was looking for. <laughs> oh, like, yes, the, the uh, true or false lying yeah. coins. Yes. You're like, just yeah. go, just go. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, we all got badges though. Mine's on my lap. Exactly. Right. exactly. I, I, that's at yeah. work with me now. I've had people ask about it. Exactly. Yeah. I was... Um, some of it was a wee bit of a blur to me, but I remember something about a coin. You Someone handed me a coin. I wasn't hammered. <laughs> I was needed to feel a lot. You were. Yes. Coin. Um, yeah. No, at the very beginning of the show, um, I start with asking the audience to throw out four well, digits so we can get a year. And then I brought Kevin down and he <laughs> got a box out of my pocket and in the box was a coin and the, on the coin was the, the year that the audience had just That's come right. together with. Which was very That's funny. right. Uh, I remember at one point yeah, Kevin kept shouting and Ash just went, Oh, it's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> I, never, I don't think it, no, no, no. For the record, I wasn't shouting. I was going, Yes, this is class. Very excited. Honestly, I've been doing this long enough. I, I've been doing this long enough. I can tell the difference between someone who's going to be a problematic drunk and someone who's an enthusiastic drunk. Um, so <laughs> yeah. it's, it's absolutely fine. Um, you were an absolute first class audience. Ha, have, record, you, have you ever had a show that's just gone absolutely? 
tits up because oh, gotcha. of audience behavior. I mean, so you, as a performer, especially as a magician, you never want to blame the audience for anything that goes wrong. If something goes wrong on stage, it's your fault. Even if an audience member has done something intentional to sabotage it, well, you know, as a performer, I should have put contingencies in place. And I have had people come on stage and try to sabotage things and try to mess around with things. Um, and you kind of work, you have out some ways of dealing with it. And I've never had to throw anybody out of the, out of a magic show. Um, so it, yeah, you, you I mean, you get it, you get it because anywhere where you are working with people, you're going to get some people who just want to be a, a bit of a pain. And yeah. there's not a lot you can do about that at times. One thing you can't do is kind of blame them because, Hey, you know, I'm putting on the show, dealing with the public. I know this is something that can happen. I can't get angry at the public for behaving like the public. Some people do. Yeah. And I, I don't think that helps other than create a reputation of being a, a bit of an arse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, obviously, people are going to be people. And, mm. you know, the, the only time I was particularly annoyed was when another magician intentionally sabotaged a routine. Um, that uh, wasn't on. I didn't find out until afterwards that he was not another like magician. An needs to be a, there has to be a code. There has to be a code yeah. among magicians. Surely there's like an honor code, but you're not meant to be doing that. Yeah, you're not. I mean, I I kind of did mention it to a few friends who were mutuals, and apparently they did pull him up about it. And it was yeah, it was it was not a nice thing to have done. But hey, I hope you took his badge off. I removed his magic circle card. It's like you don't get that. Like, <laughs> what does his name rhyme with? with? I actually can't remember. I've I've well, genuinely forgotten him. He is. I know who it was. It was that boy from Calabro. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> We're just down all this shit on him tonight. Yeah. No, he he tried to screw around with the routine, and he you know he's in the past. I don't even remember his name. He's not that important uh, to me. So. So we know he came out on top then. Eh? Do you um, do you have a favourite venue that you play out of? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, the Banshee. I absolutely love the Banshee Labyrinth. And I'm not just saying that because that's where you saw the show. I, it's, it is one of my favorite venues because it's perfect for what I do. It's, mm. I, I like kind of the venue, the setup, the space. I like the fact that it's part of the underground vaults. And the staff there are incredibly supportive. Um, they let us take over all of their spaces over Halloween weekend, which is their busiest weekend of the year to run the Edinburgh Horror Festival. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, there was a couple more venues I'm a big fan of, Lauriston Castle, which I've mentioned, uh, and the Brit Britannia Panopticon over in Glasgow, which if you've not been to, is brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's the world's oldest still-functioning music hall, and it is beautiful. And what's, what's also that called again, sorry? The Britannia Panopticon. Uh, it's in Glasgow. It's it, put, it still does occasional shows and events. And, uh, there's... It's like a unionist transformer. <laughs> yeah, a little um and stan stan laurel performed for the first time in his career on that stage and oh. a magician a magician called chung ling su who was one of the most famous magicians of the early 20th century performed there chung ling su i just gotta tell you about from? this guy chung ling su the amazing chinese conjurer chung ling su uh couldn't speak english couldn't speak a word of english uh, he could only speak uh, Mandarin, and he had a translator on stage. He never spoke English at all because he couldn't. Uh, and he was doing a, a routine one night called the Bullet Catch Routine. And um, the Bullet Catch Routine, unfortunately, went a little bit wrong. And Chung Ling Su said, in a very American accent, I've been shot, somebody get help. Um, you see, you see Chung, Ling Su, Chung Ling Su, the amazing Chinese conjurer, was, was the very... American, very white William F. Robinson, a magician um, who was basically uh, spent his, the last part of his career pretending to be a Chinese conjurer. So, yeah, could he actually even speak Mandarin? Um, I don't think so. No, um, I don't he was think just he was just, just making just really making, racist yeah. sounds. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, he's he's a fascinating character because. Under the William Robinson guys, he also did some fraudulent spiritualism, some fraudulent seances, and wrote a book called Spirit Slate Writing and Its Kindred Phenomena, which is really worth getting a look at. It's public domain. You can find it. Um, and he talks about some of the tricks that mediums used for, for fake Spirit Slate writings. And one of them, uh, you'll be pleased to know this is not the version I used, uh, but one of them involved writing a word in invisible ink and then sprinkling chalk on it when it couldn't be seen. I say invisible ink. It was piss. <laughs> yeah. that was a, gen a genuine oh, one of, yeah one of several <laughs> techniques in the 19th century for fraudulent spirits lates was invisible piss ink 
if yeah. William Robinson is to be believed. This was used for a lot of Victorian eras, so I can understand why it made its way into magic, because it was used for a lot of medicinal purposes, so it makes sense. Yeah, Mm. yeah, and it's also it's on easy on demand supply. You know, get it. Yeah, just running down the street at that point. Nobody ever runs out of piss, do they? (laughs) No, it's it's, especially well. The Victorians were very very good. The Victorians were very good at utilizing their own bodies for for different ways of trickery um ectoplasm uh usually regurgitated yeah usually regurgitated muslin or cheesecloth sometimes paper soaked in egg white but oh. um, mediums would hide it in any orifice they could i will leave that to your imagination <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, so it's I'm happy to know that you'll be doing more spooky history stuff because mm. I've, I've yet to, to to finish all of them, but the ones I have yep. watched so far have been really really entertaining. So if everybody would like to go and check that on YouTube, um, what yeah. are the kind of projects you got coming up aside from your act? Uh, so there is, like I say, the the Edinburgh Horror Festival is something that I'm involved in, uh, and we're just coming to the end of submissions closing for this year. So uh, by the end of this month, we we should know what the lineup's going to be. And I'm really excited about that because uh, it's always been something good fun to do. We started it in 2016 and Banshee's our primary venue. So that's something we're working towards. Uh, I've got a few more projects uh, with performance-based stuff. I'm hoping to go on a little tour in the first week of August, first or second week of August, mainly to avoid the fringe because it gets a bit hectic. Um, yeah. So we're, we're looking at kind of going, me and my friend, actually, a friend of mine, Des, who does a show, uh, about the Ghostbusters. It's a comedy show oh. about Ghostbusters and growing up as a geek in the 80s and 90s, and it makes a nice little back-to-back with, with my that's show. This so, that's this lot. Yeah. So we're going <laughs> to yeah. do um, that as a, a double back-to-back called the Tricks and oh, Traps brilliant. Tour. Uh, nice. So kind of finalising the dates and venues and cities and towns for that at the moment, so hopefully that will go ahead. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, but mostly that kind of that's really what I'm working on right now, kind of just projects and various performances and... Uh, the spooky history stuff and some video editing. I'm working on a documentary that's not got anything to do with the paranormal right now. It's about an amateur theatre oh. company and how they went through COVID and won an award for their digital output. Uh, so yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a magpie at times. Um, various that's different ideas and projects in the air. Very good. Yeah, that's brilliant. And anybody that does want to get tickets to one of Ash's shows, you can go to www.edhorrorfest.co.uk forward slash ash. Ash price. Ash price. Ash hey, price is a price with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> See if you ever started on OnlyFans, it's Ash price. <laughs> Ash price. <laughs> Ash price, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's price with a Y. So yeah. we definitely encourage everybody to go get tickets. Um, we should definitely do something live soon. Mm. Uh, work on doing something like that. We've got venues here and there that we, we kind of do our stuff in that I run. Um, but uh, there's there's possibilities to do quite a lot of cool stuff here. Um, mm, I'm definitely game. We, we've always said that our, our, our aim for the paranormal partner was to grow our our paranormal audience and kind of use that as leverage to get some sort of TV show out of it. Not for mm. money and fame, purely just for the shit. Just for enjoyment. Just for enjoyment. Yeah. Able to oh, yeah, visit places, you know, um, visit places and take people on that ride and kind of just learn a bit, a bit more about even just Scotland. We always say that. You know, the majority of of Scotland is caked in absolute like the mm. Red Wedding was essentially it, Yeah, the uh, the Douglases, wasn't it? Edinburgh, at Edinburgh yeah, Castle. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Edinburgh and Scotland is yeah. sorry. Is something I always find funny that, that watching the American paranormal shows and they, they go do an investigation, like, oh my god, this building's so old. It was built in nineteen seventy six. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, the venue—the venue you were in, the Banshee Labyrinth—was only is only ten years younger than the country of America. So, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Banshees is the best, best place in the world. I love Banshees. I, I basically lived in it for a long time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a great. Place. My, I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. It's a great venue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Scotland's history, especially its kind of its spooky history, is is fascinating. The the channel, Spooky History Channel, which we'll be getting a bit of a rebrand, but mm-hmm. um, there's quite a few episodes on there that are Scottish history. So you've got Major Thomas Weir, you've got um, the Blue Men of the Minch, you've got uh, various ghosts and witches, and the his- and obviously the history of witchcraft in Britain kind of starts in Edinburgh as well because of James mm-hmm. the Sixth and his connection. So and out in yeah. North Berwick. So it's 
there's a lot of history and there's so much we haven't touched on yet. So that show will be coming back in a couple of yeah. months' time. Build it up a bit. There's a couple of good uh, Nightmare on Elm Street as well. A couple of good movie mm. folklore there as well. Um, so that's kind of yeah. right up our street as well. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Said, we're we're hoping to do a full uh, a full long length video on the Conjuring universe because we've done a few episodes on the Conjuring movies individually, but there's yeah. there's more we want to talk about. We didn't we didn't talk about Enfield, which is the basis of the second movie, uh, which if anyone's seen, for uh -huh. spoilers, the Conjuring two. Involves yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren going to the um, the Enfield haunting. Mm. Ed and Lorraine Warren turned up for one afternoon uninvited and then left telling the actual investigators, we can make you a lot of money out of this. And then yeah. fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I'm allowed to... That sounds a bit... No, no, you call it. Hey, you're allowed to swear. We've said far worse on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I actually yeah. made my own. I made my own little uh, conjuring tale. We, we covered an episode and um, at this point, we'd just gone kind of a live show. Before we kind of wrap up, I can quickly show you guys if you want. Um, and hey, this 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 is only a promo for people to go and watch you on Spooky History because I'm not a I'm not a great storyteller, but uh, I tried, and this was my attempt at storytelling. If it pops up, and uh, yeah, it's I, I've still to kind of master the. The art, but I'll show you what what happened when I came up with it. Can you hear that? It's not Can you guys hear that? It's not playing. Sick. Give me one second. This thing always happens to me. Man. It always, you always, it always takes the second attempt. I know. So what to do is just don't tell us when you're doing the first attempt, and then just show the yeah. second attempt every second time. Oh, and there's me trying to do the second attempt, and what's it says? Oh, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Also, because I'm, I'm a complete geek as well. A double decker bus is about three hundred grand. There you go. Is how wow. much? Okay. Brand, brand between new. three between three and four hundred grand, depending on how, how high tech you want it kitted out. But there you go. Oh, yeah, wow. but that, that'll be no, for a brand. If you want just a shell, one. it'll be a lot yeah, less. Exactly. Than that. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, you do it like Fred Flintstone, just make sure there's no real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just got a bunch of people to run really fast. If, you're right. exactly. if you got on a bus and the guy was pedaling it. <laughs> <laughs> be great class. Can you guys hear this all right? No. 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 <laughs> Not at all. No. Last chance. Here we go. Last one. Um screen. <laughs> I always I, I try it. Oh, there we go. All right. This is it. This is the time. I can feel it. Can oh feel no, it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> window. Share. See, I'm again a skeptic's on a paranormal podcast and he's jinxing everything. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> what we sorry. do. It it's your fault, Ash. It's your fault. It's being, it's being funny with you. It's My supernatural psychic powers. <laughs> so, is there anything you job? do believe in, or are you a full skeptic? Would you say? Um, I'd say I'm. I, mean, I, I don't. I'd say I'm a full skeptic. Um, okay. But I'm very much interested um in in that in the world of the paranormal especially in the supernatural and i mean i'd say i definitely believe that aliens exist i'm not sure that's necessarily a, a fringe belief because mm. i mean there's enough planets in the universe that aliens not existing seems less likely than yeah. actually yeah. existing um although it always reminds me of the asimov quote either we're we're alone in the galaxy or we're not both are equally mm. as terrifying yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yep doesn't he giving you sound does it no no. no. Yeah. It's going Can on. you hear it through my headphone? Try this. Not to be confused with Arnold. No, that's awful. Yeah. No, I won't yeah. do that. Is it bad? Is it bad? That's yes. pretty bad. He had a message called Debbie Glassel. <laughs> he had a message. <laughs> right. Right. Stop it. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this gold unless it's in full blown yeah. HD sound. <laughs> Big gap. <laughs> Uh, he got randomly pushed over by a big ghost-looking goat guy, and he said something to the effect like, "This goat guy told me this." Oh, what just the So we then keep into the goat ghost man's word. It was right. Wee Davy was getting absolutely smashed and ransacked by a couple of mad demons. So during an exorcism by one of these mad priest guys, right? Arnie was like this. No! Leave him, man! It's just a kid! Take tea! 
Like I says, um, well. <laughs> if you'd like to see something a bit more eloquated um, <laughs> and a bit better storytelling, that was my first time. It, to be fair, that was honest. That was honest storytelling. It was natural. It was natural. It was natural. Natural storytelling. He bought a big gas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's. it's Normal language. It's not yeah, pomp yeah, yeah. and ceremony and <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I just thought if I'm going to do that, I need to be true, true to myself, right? But exactly. I'm also self-aware. I know that folk are not going to tune in to listen to me talk. But um, and my point in bringing that up was that they will for you, so they should go check out <laughs> Spooky if History. Something a lot better actually... than that. Go see that price. Well, you can actually see if you watch Spooky History from the very beginning. My Tech equipment gets better, but also you can see yeah. the point in the point in the lockdown period where I start to just give in to the cake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I start I start off very probably a little bit too thin to be honest, like in the first few episodes. But by the end of it, I'm like, okay, my waistcoat doesn't fit. Um, <laughs> it's the lockdown adventure we all went on. Oh, I yeah. could very much listen. In that to case, a... I've been in lockdown since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I could definitely, I could definitely listen to you reading an audio book or something like that. It's very, and I think that kind of works. That's one of the reasons why your show is so good as well. Yeah, it's the storytelling aspect of it. So, I mean, you're 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 seasoned now, right? So, well, I think um, it's. Um, it, I come from a theatre background, so theatre and performance is always a part of it. And I always yeah. encourage other magicians that you know read, you know, theatre books, look into theatre mm -hmm. a little bit more because it really does help. Because yeah. you know. Magic is theatre. Mm. Totally. It is. Theatre of the mind. Have you ever had a normal job, Ash? I once worked uh, doing data entry for about three months. I quit. Oh. <laughs> I hate I, I, I one shift. Three months. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I managed mean, to last three months. It was, yeah, I didn't know. I've always done slightly odd, different <laughs> jobs. Good. Um, Keep that I, up. I, I do. I think, it's, I think part of it is the ADHD mind of I'm constantly needing to find interesting stimuli yeah. to keep me kind of entertained because if i'm not entertained mm -hmm. then my audience won't be that makes <laughs> a good point that makes a very good point yeah yeah well it's been an absolute pleasure having you on ash and um, we totally will do something in the future very Definitely. soon hopefully you've um, got my email. probably before october yeah yeah um and we'll make that happen and we'll do something quite similar to what we're doing here except we'll we'll be just a sprinkle for you Really, I think you, you pretty much don't need us, but we'll get you. And we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> It'll be good. Like we're going to magic and... coattails. <laughs> yeah, totally. definitely. I'm definitely. I can bring the Ouija board along. So I haven't done a Ouija board for a little while, so that'll be quite good oh, yeah, fun. Yeah, um, I've got a nice old like early '90s like Parker Brothers one, which is quite cool. Ooh, yeah. I, like, I like I like the older Parker Brothers design. I don't like the new Hasbro design. What they've done with it, I just I'm, it's, it's a little Hasbro of mine. Hasbro Has made a Ouija board. No, yeah. no, Hasbro owns a Ouija board. Um, the Ouija board is a brand. It was in, uh, patented in 1891, went to the Fold Company, uh, was bought out by Parker Brothers, and then when Parker Brothers was bought out by Hasbro, it became property of Hasbro. The Ouija board uh, is a brand. Like Hoover is a brand. Yeah. Right. Everyone owns a Hoover, but nobody actually owns a Hoover. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, do Hoover even make Hoovers anymore? <laughs> I actually do have a Henry. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I had a Hoover washing machine once. That really confused me. <laughs> that's some man missing. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 makes a, a lot of sense. Hey, baby, we have a production company, so it'd be really cool to get on stage and we can actually film and cast it onto the 
the big cinema screen actually what's oh, going yes. on uh, well, i'll be like a bit uh, rather than a show i kind of like the idea of like a, a get together but it's a show but if it feels like a get together because you're getting together and you're kind of participating in it that that sounds amazing um and if you guys yeah, a lot of you guys are watching from america etc but if you're watching and you're in the west lothian area then keep your eyes peeled because we're going to make this happen and you can Definitely. come along um and jan's from somewhere else Chatham or something like that. Uh, Worcester. Um, is it safe Worcester. to let Jan along? Um, well, the I bet she's on the you, fucking no-fly list anyway. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> we love you, Jan. <laughs> I'm going to come on one of your light. I don't know how to read that. She <laughs> probably already has. I. Sorry, Jan. She was a big fan of J. Mark in the beginning. I remember it well. <laughs> Definitely, it's been awesome to have you, Ash. Um, and we'll it's been great to on again. Yeah, and we yeah we speak to a lot of people and like TV personalities and stuff as well. It'd be cool to get you on again in the future to kind of mingle with these people that because you can. Kieran's our science guy. Um, J. Mac, he's he's Potter. Fee, <laughs> he's weird and wonderful, Bigfoot and all right. that. Me, I'm just. Air, hot air. So it'd be cool to have someone that <laughs> you hold it together. Right <laughs> Thanks, man. But it'd be cool to have someone like yourself from the entertainment side of things to kind of add to that conversation in the future. Absolutely. So it'd be, it'd be really cool. And everybody, Absolutely. go ahead and follow Ash Price on. You can go to Instagram. Uh, yeah, um, it's uh, it's Ash Price, uh, and exactly. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I have a TikTok. I do not how to know how to use it because I'm a geriatric millennial <laughs> um, and it scares me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I am on on the socials as the kids call them. Yeah. I don't. And this is, um, on the and this is the upcoming, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the the first and the third Saturday of the month, we're at the Banshee Labyrinth. Uh, there's now more shows on as well with different acts. Um, and there's myself at eight o'clock. Then Alex, who's the other chap in the photo in the flyer. Mm. Sorry, he does a show called Stand Up Horror, which is improvised comedy horror stories. Ah, uh, brilliant! That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get along to one of your shows again, and we should actually get a lot of the guys that are tuning in tonight that are local, and we'll come along in a a bus that's pedaled, and we will <laughs> check out the rest yeah. of the show. That's been awesome. Thanks again, Ash, and Thank everybody, you. go ahead and follow Ash, and we will see what's happening on the flip side. Take it easy, guys. Thanks again, guys. You, you guys spooky. want to say bye, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Always sayonara. Bye. Fee, bye. you need to say. Fee, you need to say something for the show ends. Oh, um. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Power with Kev, J-Mac, Kieran and Fee in association with Jibber Jabber Podcast. You can watch future episodes live on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can also catch up on our previous episodes on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other podcast database. Don't forget to check out our website at www.jibberjabberpodcast.com. Good night and sleep tight.